This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Welcome. Hey there. This is Retirement 360 with your retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They're financial advisors at Mercurio Advisors. And we're going to talk about money for the next hour. And if you stick with us, we're going to say some things that will make you better with your money. That's the goal of this show. But before we start getting into the, you know, the financial goodness here, Alan and Troy hosted a recent event here for Veterans Day. Tell me about that. Yeah, this was our one of our annual events that we do with our clients. It was a uh, day at Churchill Downs that we got to enjoy with a little over 100 clients, I guess, that came out and spent the day with us. And just a fun day to recognize the veterans and all they do for us and, you know, what they've sacrificed and, you know, just a way for us to kind of recognize some of that and, and appreciate them, really, is all, all it turned out to be. But, I mean, it was a great day. It was a, a good day at the races and... It's really good to get back out with our clients and spending time with them and doing events in person. Well, that's nice. Uh, y'all have some more events coming up. There's one November 17th. This is the Ruth Chris presentation. What's going on here? This is one of our dinner seminars that we're doing. Actually, last one of the season. So we won't do any until next year. So if it's something that you have received communication on, or maybe you haven't received communication, but you're looking for advice, dipping your toe in the retirement water, Give us a call here at the office, sign up for the event. It's really an evening of us talking about our planning process, what we look at, the process that we walk our prospective clients through before they retire or even after they retire. So if that's something you want to do and it makes sense for you to come enjoy an evening with us, learn about our process and have a great dinner at Ruth Chris, then give us a call here. Yeah, James, this, is a, this has been a great way for prospective clients to kind of kick the tires on not only our firm, but other marketing firms. There's a lot of advisors that do these dinner workshops and events, but I think we've tried to do over the years is really just make it special for the folks that are coming out to give them a, a number one, a, a, a nice evening on us, but also a way to, uh, like I said, kind of kick the tires and find out, are we a good fit for them? Really understand what our process is because it's a little different. It is a proprietary process that we walk each of our prospective clients through and many folks that have went through the process have told us afterwards that it was uh, exactly as we described it in the workshop and that they really appreciate the fact that they went in without any surprises, that they had something that, you know, they kind of knew what was going to go on right from the get-go. So as Troy said, I think that if you're nearing that retirement age and you are uh, starting to put your ducks in a row, this is a great way for you to find out, and especially this time of year, because you know, a lot of things are probably going to start to change after the first of the year, tax rules and laws and things like that could start to change. So it's a good idea to kind of get a handle on it before you go into that time of your retirement journey. All right. So this event's coming up Wednesday, November 17th. Is this the last one of the year? It is the last one of the year. We won't have any until January. All right. So you might want to go ahead and jump on that. It's already half full. And uh, if this doesn't fit in your schedule, I understand. Just go back and check the website when you get a chance. Go to Louisville's retirementcoach.com at the top. There's an events tab. So go check that out and uh, find the next one that fits into your schedule and uh, get yourself RSVP'd. Love to see you out there. All right, let's go ahead and get into the uh, money stuff here. Found a great list. Motley Fool puts out some great lists. And this one is 20 bad money habits to break in 2021. I know we're kind of running out of time for this year. So if you want to go ahead and get on breaking some of these bad habits, Let's do it. Whether it's making improvements in your routine at home, maybe your job performance at work, maybe you have some goals or bad habits to break with your physical or financial health. Let's do it now. All right. For the first one, though, living without a budget is the first bad money habit that we need to break before the end of the year. People really run around flying by the seat of their pants all the time, from what I understand. How could we break the bad habit of living without a budget? I, th I mean, I think the first thing is that you got to recognize that when you go into retirement, the biggest 
challenge you're going to have is is your spending habits. I mean, you're going to want to continue to spend like you had while you were working and, and you may be able to. One of the exercises that we walk everybody through as we build their plan is really getting a handle on their outflow, what is actually going out of their household. And, and to be honest, I mean, not too many of us really have a written day-to-day budget. Some of us do, but not, you know, there's a lot of us that probably don't have a day-to-day budget, especially when you're in your 50s and 60s and, you know, you're probably making more money than you've ever made in your life. So you're a little bit freer with spending it. Maybe you go out to eat a few more times a week than you normally would if you didn't have that extra cash. So the thing that you have to start to do, and I think we've developed a really clean process in in helping folks kind of get a handle on this, is recognize what that outflow is. We've got an expense sheet that we walk everybody through that captures everything that they're spending. And and I think that the key part of our process is, is we also capture when that might change. So if they, let's say you're retiring and you still have a couple years left on your mortgage. Well, we know that your mortgage payment is going to stop, let's say in three or four or five years, that principal and interest payment is going to stop. But guess what's not going to stop? Your taxes, your insurance, all that stuff's going to continue. So we have to make sure that we capture that and, and continue to flow that into the outflow or put that into the outflow of your expenses on a monthly basis. The other part of this is that we we'll see many times that when we're talking about what are you spending on a monthly basis, what's it cost to run your lifestyle? We'll get a vague answer of maybe two or three thousand or maybe five thousand dollars a month or whatever. But many times that doesn't capture those once a year items like the property taxes that you might pay out or the maybe the big insurance payment or something like that. So we want to make sure we're capturing all of that so that you really have a, a true idea of what that outflow is. And then once you do, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a monthly budget that you got to stick to, but you'll see where your money's going and it gives you a lot easier or a lot cleaner path to that retirement plan. Yeah, I think it really just revolves around knowing where your money's going, not necessarily having a budget, but being more intentional with your finances and knowing exactly how your money's being spent, what it takes to maintain your you and your spouse's lifestyle. So that's a huge, important piece of the planning process, like Alan said. Well, when I roll through this list of 20 bad money habits to break, I'm noticing a lot of them are sort of passive issues to break, passive habits, like uh, it's just based on complacency. Because like we said, living without a budget, that's just going about your day, you know, not really caring what's going on. Overspending by habit, that's a complacency thing. Going unprotected against emergencies, not having an emergency fund, using the wrong credit card, paying full price when you don't have to, leaving tax breaks on the table, paying too much for your investments, having an unbalanced portfolio. These are all things where someone is just either fixed it and forgot about it or never decided to think about it in the first place. Talk about how complacency is a horrible habit that a lot of us need to break before the end of the year. Well, again, I think the first thing is you, we do get used to doing what we're in a habit of doing. So that's the, the, the problem with it is, is just, as you said, being complacent about it. You just have to make sure that you're being intentional about what you're setting up for your retirement plan. I think that the overriding goal of this list to me would be is that, you know, we're, we're sitting here towards the end of the year, November of, of 21. And what are we all going to be talking about in the next two months? We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. What are we going to do better next year? And that's where I think this is actually a good place to put this in. We just talked about our last workshop of the year. So let's go out to a workshop, find out some some ideas of, of things that we can do and really understand how to put together a retirement plan. Maybe you're sitting there this Sunday morning and you're thinking about, I'm going to retire in the next five years, but you really haven't done any kind of planning for it. And that's where this is all designed to really help you understand that process. What does it actually mean to retire, to actually stop receiving a paycheck on a monthly basis? Where's that money going to come from? How are you going to pay your taxes on a yearly basis? How are you going to get income on a monthly basis? Where's that all coming from? So I think that putting a plan together is really what we're focusing on and how to really start to put some of those things together in 2022 to make sure that your year starts off good. That's what I would say as far as Let's break some of these old habits because they just been stuff that we've gotten used to doing, but let's find a different way to do it and make sure maybe it's a, you know, helps us stretch our money a little bit longer in our yeah, I agree, years. Yeah, Alan. I, 
I do think that change is one of the hardest things that we have to go through as individuals. And that's why we get stuck in these habits or ruts, if you want to call them, that it's easy to just keep doing what you're doing, kind of keep your head in the sand and just keep working. And now we're looking at possibly changing what we've been doing over the last 20 or 30 years and getting it more structured. And that's scary to a lot of people. So that's why we've developed this process the way we have the retirement 360 game plan, because it allows us to walk people through a proven process that will hold their hand and show them what they are doing now and what they could be doing in the future to make a more solid retirement plan. I'm pretty interested in this one bullet point that warns against paying too much for your investments. How much of an impact could fees have on our retirement? Yeah, I mean, James, fees have a tremendous impact on everything that we do. But historically, if you look at some of the data that Vanguard put together from 1926 to 2019, you know, if you had an 80% stock portfolio and 20% where it was in bonds, maybe you got about a 9.7% rate of return over that period of time. Well, if you invested $1,000 a month for that 40-year period, that portfolio would grow to a little bit more than $5.8 million. But if you factor in just some fees in there, if you just factor in a 1% fee, that your return drops to 8.7% and that $5.8 million turns into $4.3 million. So the thing that most folks don't realize is as you're working with an advisor, they may come out and say that they're charging a 1% fee, maybe a 1.5% fee. But a lot of advisors will use mutual funds that also turn around and add another one, maybe 2% in fees. You got to make sure you know what you're paying as you put together your plan. You know, folks, we've been doing this for the last 30 years. We worked with clients as a fiduciary to help them build their retirement plan, understanding exactly where they are with their game plan. We build that game plan uh, called the Retirement 360 Game Plan for a reason. We want to make sure that you know what kind of fees you're paying, what kind of risk you have, where your income's going to come from, when you turn on Social Security, all of those things, what kind of taxes you're going to be faced with. And then also we finish that up with a meeting with an attorney to go through your will, your trust, your powers of attorney, all the documents that you need to have in place when you retire. If that sounds like a process that you're interested in or would like to look at, no obligation. John is standing by at our office right now. You can pick up the phone, give him a call and set up a time to meet with Troy, myself, one of our advisors at Material Wealth Advisors, and we'll sit down and go through this process with you. Again, there's no obligation, but it's a great way to get started You know, for the end of this year to going into next year as to how to build your retirement plan going forward. All right. The contact info on that is 502-273-1188 or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. We'll return with Alan and Troy for more Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you've been saving in a 401k and the market crashes? If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360 degree game plan to see if you're taking on too much risk. Don't let the market control you or your retirement dreams. Call 502-273-1188 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 502-273-1188 crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurial Wealth Advisors, 502-273-1188. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurial Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurial Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Welcome. This is Retirement 360 with your retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. And if you have a question for the guys, 502-273-1986, 1986-502-273-1986. You can go to Louisville's retirementcoach.com and you want to ask these guys money questions because they're financial advisors. And I like what they do at their day job. They sort of explain it to you by dividing up retirement into three different phases. You know, we just kind of think of 
of retirement is that last little phase of life. But it actually needs to be broken down into little pieces itself because there are vastly different experiences within that retirement phase. So, Alan, what are the three stages of retirement and how do you explain them to clients? Well, I couldn't agree more with you about this is not the final stage of life. I mean, actually, we've talked about it for years is this is really just kind of like halftime. I mean, we we uh, use a lot of sports analogies here on the show and you know, getting to age 65 or 63 or 70, whenever you decide to quit work again, that's really halftime because now you've got a potentially a period of 25, 30 years, maybe 40 years of unemployment, so to speak. I mean, you're not going to be drawing a paycheck. So now you got to work off of what you've saved, but we really see three phases of this. We see this, uh, uh, we call it the go-go years, the slow-go years, and maybe even the no-go years. So the go-go years are typically where you're on the go. You're wanting to do some things that you haven't been able to do before. So that's really the first phase of life. And how do you get started for that is really what we want to talk about. Yeah, that first phase of retirement, that's when we have our class over at University of Louisville, that's really what we spend about 45 minutes of the class on, the first 45 minutes, really figuring out what you're going to do in retirement with all this newfound time that you have. What are you going to do? Are you going to travel? Are you going to spend more time with the family, grandkids? And that's typically one of the hardest parts that people have is just trying to figure out what to do with their time now. Now, I was talking with a client a couple of weeks ago, and he's been retired for about a year and a half now. And I was talking to him and said, so what have you done so far? He said, nothing. I'm sitting at home. And his wife was a little irritated. She's still traveling, going to do what they want to do. I'm like, so when do you plan on getting out there and doing things? He said, honestly, Troy, I've traveled my whole career. I've been to a lot of places. I just want to be at my house. I want to relax. I want to enjoy what I've created at my house. So I guess I get that now, but most people have a hard time adjusting to that retirement phase and the go-go years is really what you got to focus on having a plan for. What are you going to do? Is that a question you have to have answered before you retire or can you figure out in retirement? I think you can figure out in retirement, but the way I am internally, I like to have a plan for everything. I like to know, you know, when it's my last day at work, what am I doing next week? What am I doing the following week? So it wouldn't be as structured as a full-time job, obviously, but yeah, I would like to have some ideas of stuff that we're going to do that way. I'm not just sitting around kind of wasting away in my mind. Yeah. And I think that the thing that you, you need to realize is that regardless of whether you have a plan for the extra 2000 hours that you used to spend at work, or you, if you got a plan for it, or you don't have a plan for it, time's going to pass anyway. And I've talked to many retirees that have come back in, you know, they've been clients of ours for eight or 10 years and they come in and do a review and they say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been retired for 10 years. You know, it's, it just has flown by. So having a plan, not only for your money, not only for your, the risk and the fees and everything that we talk about here on the show. But having a plan for the time is so critical. That's why we do spend so much time on our classes to make sure people think about it. I mean, it truly is one of those questions, James, that we'll ask a prospective client in the first meeting. What do you want to do in retirement? Because we really want to focus on those goals first. We'll ask that question. And so many times, and Troy, you can agree with this or tell me what you think about it. But how many times do we just get that blank stare back? And they just say most of the time because it's such an easy question to ask, but such a hard question to answer. What am I going to do with this time? And And we do get those people that say, you know, I'm going to play golf. I'm going to fish every day. Mm -hmm. But Alan, you always tell the story of the gentleman that did retire and that was his goal. And what did it take him two to three months to be like, you know, I'm tired. I think it was like six months. I, I went back and had a review with him and, and he told me, he said, you know, I could only fish so much and I could only golf so much. And so he went back to work and it was unfortunate. His wife had actually passed away a couple of years before he retired. And I think that hampered him a lot. And again, this is something that's not uncommon that we'll, we'll run into that, uh, that somebody will lose a spouse and, you know, you had plans to spend so much time with your spouse and that just kind of derails everything. So you really do have to spend some time 
especially if that's happened to you, you really have to take some time, but you need to make sure that you have a conversation with somebody that helps you determine what you're going to do with that time. We're talking to uh, Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They're from Mercurio Advisors. Louisville's retirementcoach.com is the website. And if you have a question, either for the show or you want to contact them about uh, what they do at their day job, 502-273-1188. And if you're looking for a financial advisor, maybe that's where you're going to get your good start at, 502-273-1188. Let's go into the next phase of retirement. Alan, tell me about the slow-go years. What, what do we expect in this phase, and how is it a little bit different than the go-go years? Well, now I think this the slow-go years are really where you're going to – maybe you've been retired for that five, seven, eight years or ten years or something like that. Now you're starting to realize, okay, we've traveled like we wanted to. We bought the vacation home or we bought the lake home or we uh, – Maybe we didn't buy anything. Maybe we just stayed home and we did did some stuff with the grandkids. We've got to watch them grow up for the last eight or 10 years. Now you're going to start to see some things that are, again, it's kind of like it says, you're going to start to slow down a little bit. Maybe you have been traveling and you're going to pull back a little bit, not travel as many times a year, or you're going to shorten up those trips and maybe you start to just go to the same place every year. I, I remember a couple that used to be down at the lake where we go to Lake Cumberland every weekend and they sold their boat a few years ago. But Glenn and Vicki, I mean, every year they went to Jamaica. They went to the same resort for 25 years. They knew people there when they came in. It was it was kind of like uh, Norma Cheers or whatever. You know, they, everybody knew their name and, and they went to the same place. They usually got the same room. Uh, they started backing off from that. They ended up selling their boat and they bought a place in Florida. Now they live in Florida full time. So it yeah, just depends this- on where you are with that. But that's that's typically what's happening is you're starting to slow down a bit. Yeah, And this could be a factor of health. People could not be as fast as they used to or not able to be on the go like they used to. So I kind of look at it a couple of different ways, either just slowing down, kind of getting back into a routine where you aren't traveling as much. But it could also be health issues um, that are slowing you down a little bit more and you're not able to do that active traveling like you were. All right. So that doesn't sound nearly as fun as the go-go years, but it doesn't sound too bad. You know, you still get to spend time with family and whatnot. But um, I'm concerned about the second stage here in retirement where the health care costs are going to become a concern. What should you expect to spend for health care in retirement? Yeah, James, according to Fidelity, an average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend around $300,000 in health care during retirement, and that's not even including long-term care expenses. So that can be a major part of a portfolio if it's not planned for, and it can derail a retirement plan. Yeah, I want you to think about something. If you've saved, let's say you were fortunate you saved a million dollars, you've got seven figures in your 401k plan or what have you or all your accounts together, you've got, you know, a million dollars saved up. Just think about taking 250 to 300,000 of that and paying it out for healthcare expenses for either you or your spouse. I mean, that's a huge amount of your life savings that you could potentially uh, have to forego for those uh, health expenses or whatnot. And you and we've not even talked about taxes yet. So if you save that money in a 401k, you might have that much again, that you're going to end up paying in taxes over your retirement year. So yeah, it's, I mean, it could be a huge part of your spending in retirement and we do have to have a plan for that. Sounds expensive. Is this, am I going to need long-term care planning in this second stage of retirement? Or, I mean, I got to start planning ahead for that stuff now, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, long-term care planning is something that you, you have to at least have a, I'm just going to say have a plan for it, but you got to have some idea that it could enter your life at some point, whether it's you or your spouse or both of you. Now, there's a lot of things that you can do in planning for a long-term care event without buying the expensive insurance. So you can do proper estate planning where you have your will, your trust, your powers of attorney set up to where you, the money that you have can be better protected with those types of documents in place. You can buy some long-term care insurance, and there's actually better insurance now, I think, than what used to be. This Now you're seeing uh, life insurance policies that kind of double up as a long-term care plan so that if you buy 
$100,000 or $200,000 life insurance policy, you may be able to use some of those benefits for long-term care. Yeah, James, I think the main point here is really just opening up the door for that conversation and talking with somebody that has developed a process to focus on these parts of retirement that really a traditional broker doesn't focus on because, yeah, they're just focused on the investment side of it. But as in for the insurance, the healthcare, the estate planning, like Alan touched on, most brokers out there or even financial advisors don't focus on this aspect of retirement. All right. You're listening to Troy Bolton, Alan Mercurio. They are Louisville's retirement coaches. So you go to Louisville's retirement coach.com. And these guys are financial advisors with Mercurio Wealth Advisors. The local phone number here, 502-273-1188. 502-273-1188. As we return, we will go into the final phase of retirement, the no-go years. So stay with us. This is Retirement 360. Twenty twenty two will be here before you know it. Act now to make beneficial financial moves before December thirty first. Call Louisville's retirement coach today, 502-273-1188. All right, you're listening to Retirement 360 with your retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They're from Mercurio Advisors. The website, if you want to get in touch with those guys, Louisville's Retirement Coach.com. The phone number 502-273-1188. We're rolling through a list of the three phases in retirement. Retirement feels like, it sounds like one phase, but you got to remember, these days, retirement's like a 30-year process. And so when we're breaking it down in stages, we've broken it down so far into the go-go years. That's where you have basically the same abilities you had the day before you retired. You know, you're still active. You still have physical abilities to go out and go on traveling, vacations, walks, some uh, physical stuff. And then there's the slow-go years where the physical stuff kind of slows down. Now we're to the less fun part. Tell me about the no-go years, Alan. What's typically happening at this point in retirement? Well, this is really the um, the section that most people don't like to realize that's coming. But I do think, I mean, you just have to know that, you know, it is going to come. You, that you probably at this point, you're going to start having those health issues. We talked about maybe some of those health issues popping up in the, you know, the slow go years. But in the no go years, this is really where you can expect that to take a more prominent part of your time in, in retirement is, you know, you start having health issues. Maybe you lose a spouse, God forbid, but that's going to happen to some of us. Maybe you can't care for yourself any longer. So you start looking at going into assisted living or something like that. Now I'll tell you that some of our probably, uh, I'm not going to say the most successful clients that we have, but some of our clients that are more proactive have actually taken this a step ahead in their, uh, in their slow go years that they've actually sold their homes now, their permanent homes, and have made arrangements to go ahead and move into an assisted living facility. I've got two clients right now that have done this, and they one of them is using the uh, Mason's home here in, in Louisville that they've sold their home and they're going to move into the facility there. What they're thinking is, is while they're still young enough to still go where they want to and travel like they want to, now they can start to develop some friendships and some camaraderie inside their assisted living. So as they start to age in place, they have a lot of activities going on on a weekly and monthly basis that they can participate in so that if something happens, they lose one of them pass or whatever or get sick. They have already facilities built in place that they can care for them there. But if it goes beyond that and they pass, then that the survivor still has a community around them. And I think that's so smart to look at it that way and start to make that kind of a change. Now, there's some folks out here listening today that will say, you know, I'm never going into a nursing home. I'm never going into assisted living. And maybe that's the case. Maybe you won't have to. But if you don't have somebody that can help you in those later years, it might be better for you to kind of be a little proactive on that front end of it and start doing that. And if you're one of those people that say you would never do that, you need to check these places out. They're not like assisted like living like Alan refers to it. It's almost like a party place for for you as you get older. 
But the fact that people can age in place and get to know people that work there, if you've ever had to deal with a parent that is aging or a grandparent that's aging and you have to take away their car, you have to take away different benefits that they've not benefits, but different things that they've had over their life because they can't do it anymore. And then you have to try to talk that person into going into assisted living at a point where they might not even remember what happened last week. That's not an easy conversation. That's a fight that I've heard from multiple clients that they've had with their parents to try to get them into a place like that, to just make sure that they're being taken care of and looked after in the best way possible. So looking at this, trying to take control of it yourself and making that decision yourself. And even if you don't want to move in there as of right now, but picking a place out and deciding, yeah, this is where I want to go on my terms. That takes a lot of power, gives you a lot of power. That is a cavalier attitude of, well, I'm just never going to go into assisted living facility. Well, what if you have like a massive heart attack or what if you have like a partial stroke or what if you get in a car wreck and you're paralyzed from the waist down it? Look, I appreciate their optimism, but you got to plan for some of that stuff. So when it is time to start planning, how, how do you do this? Do I come in and talk to you? Do I call a family meeting first? Like, what does that process look like? Well, I think either of those, but I, what we've experienced mostly is that we'll ha- start having these discussions with our clients uh, maybe a couple of years before they want to do it. And the first thing is really kind of having that family meeting, pulling everybody together and saying, Guys, we know this is coming. We're going to try to help make your all's decisions a little bit easier. And I'm talking about the parent to the child so that the kids don't have to be put in that position that Troy was just talking about. Because it, it is. I mean, we're going through it right now with my mom. And my, thank God my sister has stepped up a few years ago and said, hey, I want to take care of mom. And I don't want her to ever go into a nursing home. And she's been able to do that between her and her husband to, to keep mom at home. But, I mean... Even now, it's getting to be really tough on her to make sure that she can do this. She's had to, you know, take a leave from her work to stay home with my mom. And it's not a, an easy thing to do. You know, somebody either in the family has the ability to do that, or if you don't have the ability to do that, then what? You have to figure out, you know, how to make that transition, how to make that call, how to find the place to put your loved one in. And it's so much easier, so much better for the family if you, if you can take that pressure off of them and do it yourself. I have all the admiration in the world for these clients that have come to me and said, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. First of all, can we afford to do it? And that's one of the big questions that starts to come out of this is how do we do this? How do we financially structure it so that you can not give all the money to the facility, but you're figuring out how to buy in or do whatever And all of these facilities have different plans that you can work with. And some of them are not going to require as much upfront, maybe pay a a higher fee on a monthly basis. Some of them you have a, you know, a lump sum that you pay upfront, but it's a good way for you to start to look at, as Troy said, kind of start looking at the different facilities around. And I have to agree. I mean, some of these places are like little resorts. You go in there and they've got happy hour from three to five and, and then they have dinner at six o'clock and, they have activities afterwards. And so I think putting it all together like that is a, is part of the process and having that meeting with your family to tell them that that's what you're thinking. I like how y'all keep referring to it as a semi-resort because that's the exact feeling I had when I visited my grandmother. She was in an assisted living facility, and I asked if a 36-year-old could move in. Like, is there an age limit? And <laughs> right. they said no. Right. Yeah, it, she was, she's probably nice. kicking you out about 3.30 and say, oh, it's getting ready to be happy hour. You got to go. Yeah, nerds, get out of here. All right. So it sounds like y'all been walking a lot of people through that process. I know you call it the Retirement 360 Game Plan. How do they get in touch with you? Call the office, go to the website, go to an event. Do y'all have a preference? Who needs to do what? You know, it's really all of the above. Whatever you're more comfortable with. If you're just starting this process and, say, dipping your toe in the water and you're not ready for a set-down meeting, come to one of our events. There's no pressure So it's not a sales pitch. It's a conversation. We're showing you our process. We're introducing you to us and our company, really showing you what we've walked thousands of people through before you to help them create a successful retirement plan. But if you're ready, if you've met with other people and you feel like you are ready, then give John a call here at the office. It's 502-273-1188. 
schedule an appointment, sit down with one of our advisors to have that conversation and to see if you have touched on all these points that we're referring to throughout your retirement plan. Next up, I have my last question on the no-go years. This isn't very fun. Let's talk about the time horizon. You know, people are living to their 90s on the norm these days. How do we find out how long our money has to last? And then how do we ensure our money will last that long? Let's start with Alan. Well, I think that we designed that process to, to help you understand how long your money will last. I mean, folks have asked us many years or many times over the years, why do you do all the planning up front? Because we do a lot of planning. The retirement scorecard is a plan. The income plan is a separate plan built inside the retirement 360 game plan. The tax map is another strategy or plan to, to figure out how much you're paying in taxes. So we have people ask us all the time, why are you doing all this for free? Why don't you charge for this and stuff? And we used to do that. We used to charge a fee to do the planning up front. Now we do it absolutely at no cost or obligation because number one, we want to make sure that if we're going to take somebody on as a client, that we know going in that they have a better than 75% chance of their money lasting throughout their retirement years. If they don't, if they, if they come in and their you know money looks like it's going to run out before age 75 or something like that, and they're not willing to adjust their lifestyle, then we're probably not a good fit for them because we're not, I'm not going to take on or Troy and I are not going to take on anybody that's that we feel like is a, you know, going to have a failed plan. So we want to make sure that we can have an honest conversation with them, that we can kind of be upfront and say, this is where you are. You know, we're not the type of advisors that's going to tell you what you want to hear. We're going to tell you what you need to hear. And once we have that conversation, if, if the plan looks like it's going to be successful and you're willing to do the things that we're asking you to do or say that you need to do to make sure it's successful, then game on, we're all in. And that's why we do the planning James, just to make sure that we know with a pretty good percentage of probability that they are going to be successful, that they can see it on paper, they can see it on the computer screen, and they know themselves going in that they're with a team that has some pretty good confidence in their success. All right, so that's uh, the three phases of retirement, the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. So once you get a plan put together for someone that's trying to get around these three phases of retirement... How often do you have to sit down and revisit these plans? I know they're going to need updating at some point. Yeah, we sit down at least on an annual basis. We want to make sure that everything still works within your plan and make sure we're keeping everything up to date. Make sure you're not out just buying random vacation properties without uh, making sure it works within your plan. But at least once a year, plan needs to be looked at and updated. This is Retirement 360 with your retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. If you like what you hear and you're concerned about some of these issues, that's what these guys do in their day job. This is what they do for a living. Mercurio Wealth Advisors. You can contact them at Louisville's RetirementCoach.com or call 502-273-1188. 502-273-1188. If you want to come in and start with a visit, if you want to go to one of their upcoming events or just learn a little more, have a few questions you want to poke around, Go to the website, give them a call, and let's get you started. This is Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you've been saving in a 401k and the market crashes? If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360 degree game plan to see if you're taking on too much risk. Don't let the market control you or your retirement dreams. Call 502-273-1188 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 502-273-1188. Crashes happen, are you ready? Mercurial Wealth Advisors, 502-273-1188. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurial Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurial Insurance Services. Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. 
Call for a complimentary visit now. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360 with your retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. I'm James Parker, and we're going to go through a fun little segment here to end the show called Would You Rather. Just want to remind you, if you like what you hear and you're interested in uh, getting in touch with these guys at their day job, Mercurio Wealth Advisors, it's a pretty easy set of options here. You can either call 502-273-1188 or go to the website louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Now, would you rather is fun because, you know, retirees face a lot of choices in retirement. And, you know, a lot of these dilemmas, it's, it's nice to bounce them off someone who goes through these issues on a regular basis like financial advisors. But would you rather is um, just a fun way, a different way to approach it. So just as an example, guys. Would you rather, well, we'll do Troy. Troy, first, would you rather for the rest of your life only be able to use a fork, that means no spoon, or for the rest of your life, would you prefer to only be able to use a spoon, but never a fork? That's a tough question. (laughs) There's no wrong answers here, Troy. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of a random question. So I would rather use a, I use a spoon. I'm a big cereal eater. And I know people use those little spoons for cereal. Um, and I'm a big spoon person. So I think if I had to pick, it would have to be a spoon because you can't eat cereal with the fork. So the lucky charms have made your decision for for the rest of your life. It's just basically, (laughs) Hey, fair enough. There's no wrong answers. Think about it. When I get older and I'm in assisted living, how am I going to eat my applesauce with a fork? There you go. Uh, You just won. You, you won me over. Alan, what about you? A fork or spoon? Would you rather? Yeah. I do this now. I, I choose a, a spoon a lot of times when uh, we're having dinner and Leanne's got something, you know, she might have uh, something that like uh, chicken fried rice or something like that. I'll get a spoon because I can get more of it on my, <laughs> I guess, in my mouth or get it all scraped out of the bowl or whatever as opposed to using a fork. So I'm probably a spoon guy. All right. So th- there's a good example on how the would you rather game works. Now, Let's try and twist some of these questions into your wheelhouse, you know, investments, money, uh, retirement. How about this one? We'll start with Alan on this one. Would you rather retire and live on a cruise ship or retire and live in your kid's basement? Oh, that's easy for me. I, uh, obviously, it, I guess and now that I have to say it's easy for me, but it's probably not going to be easy for everybody. But myself, I'd rather be in the cruise ship because I think on the cruise ship, you're getting your meals provided for you. We actually met a gentleman. Gosh, this has been probably seven or eight years ago. Lee and I were used to do a lot of cruising uh, before uh, 2020. And we met a gentleman. Uh, I can't remember which cruise it was on, but we were waiting for dinner one night. We stopped at one of the little taverns or whatever that they have on the cruise ship and sat down and started, started a conversation with him. Uh, at that time, he had re- been retired about 10 years. And his sister lived in some part in Florida. Maybe it was around Fort Lauderdale. But he'd been living on a cruise ship all but about a month out of the year. So he, so every year, every month, he would just book four cruises, back-to-back cruises, seven-day cruises. So as they pulled into port, they always made you get off. He said that you had to get off the ship and then you go back, come back in. But you could leave everything in your room. You got the same stateroom and everything and get back on the ship and then he'd take off for another seven days and then about once or twice a year i think he said he would get off the ship and he'd stay with his sister in fort lauderdale or whatever part of florida she lived in and then he'd start to process again and he'd been doing that for a couple of years at the time we met him and when you think about it because of the way the the point structure and everything works on the ships he wasn't spending that much money he was buying the the cheapest room he could get which included all of his meals and because he'd done this for so long he Got a lot of his drinks and a lot of benefits comp to him. So to me, the cruise ship would be the, the choice. And he probably got really good at 80s pop music trivia, right? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he got to hear cruises. the same thing every yeah. every night. Awesome at it. it. And that really worked for him. How long did he do that? Is he still doing that? That, that I, seems I don't like know. That we never did, we didn't keep we didn't keep touch with it in touch with him or anything, but that was uh I just remember sitting there in the the little bar that night before we had dinner and and I was just amazed. Cause I'd heard of people doing this before, but I'd never met anybody that had done it. And this guy, you know, he was, uh, the cruise line that he was on, that was Royal Caribbean, I believe. And at the time, and I don't know if they still do this, but the more you cruise, the more points you get. So you become a higher kind of a higher class citizen on the ship so that 
any bar that he walked up to, he could get a free drink. And uh, he, so he didn't spend anything for that. His laundry services were free because he was of this certain level. So he'd pack up his laundry and give it to the people on the ship. They'd do his laundry and deliver it back to his room. You know, it was, it was kind of a cool gig. But, you know, I'm sure That's there's like folks out here listening man. today that would rather stay with their kids. And I've got a friend that does that, too. So. Yeah, I was trying to think what would make more sense to me or what I'd rather do. And I'm a little bit younger than Alan, so I couldn't imagine spending that much time on a cruise ship and that much time away from family. So that would be hard for me to choose at this point. But heck, I'm not right around the corner from retirement, so I couldn't give you a solid answer. Right. Easy for us to say. Next one in the game of Would You Rather. Alan, when you have a pension buyout offer, would you rather take the lump sum payment? or the monthly pension payments? This is something that we actually deal with on a pretty regular basis. I would say about 30% of the time folks are coming in to see us, they might have some type of a pension. And what we're seeing, and Troy, you could answer or tell me what your experience is too, but what we're seeing a lot of times, or I'm seeing, is that folks want to take the lump sum. They want that monthly income. But they also want to have control, and they feel like the only way they can have control is to take the lump sum. And I have to agree that by taking the lump sum, many times you can set up a pension with the insurance companies that are out there, the guaranteed insurance contracts, the annuities and whatnot that are out there. A lot of times you can set up payments that you get out of that lump sum that are higher than what's being offered through your pension. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times we'll just recommend that they do that if they have that option. Yeah, I actually ran into this situation a couple of weeks ago where I have a client that was getting offered a pretty substantial lump sum. And we were able to create one of these pension plans like Alan talked about with different insurance companies to create more income than she was going to get from her company. But the way we kind of looked at it was a little bit different. It was more diversification because with the pension, you're relying on that one company to be able to basically pay the bill for the rest of your life. And then if something happens to you, if you didn't choose a spousal benefit, then that money's gone and it goes back to the company that gives you the pension. So we looked at more on the diversification to where instead of giving all that risk to one company, we spread it over three different companies that were able to give her more income and a better plan going forward. All right, we're talking to Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton of Mercurio Advisors. If you like what you hear, you're looking for some financial help, 502-273-1188. 502-273-1188. Louisville'sRetirementCoach.com is the website. We're rolling through a couple more questions here on the Would You Rather game. All right, would you rather pay taxes now or pay taxes later. This seems like sort of a nod to like a, a Roth IRA, but I guess it could be other things. Taxes now or taxes later? What's your preference? Well, I think most of, uh, if you talk to a tax professional out there, most tax advisors will probably agree with the taxes are going to likely increase in the future. We've seen it across the board in recent conversations. We know with the increase in the deficit over the last couple of years, that sooner or later taxes are going to have to start going up. That's not a political statement. It just means that regardless of what side of the aisle you find yourself on, you know, we're probably going to see increased taxes. So the idea of maybe paying taxes now when they're a little bit on sale does kind of lend to that Roth conversion strategy or maybe doing something like that. And folks, I guess the bottom line, are you listening to us for, uh, if you've listened to us just for today or you've been listening to us for years, the bottom line is, is if you don't have a plan for your income plan, your investment strategy, the knowing what fees you're paying, what kind of risk you're taking in your plan, really understanding the taxes that are going to come out of the money that you've saved, and then also have an estate plan where you have a will and a trust and a total plan that coordinates everything together so that when you walk out on life, that you're going to have everything that you want. That's why you need to give us a call. We've been doing this for over 30 years. So if you're planning on retiring in the next five years, or maybe you've retired over the last five years, it's really time to sit down with me or Troy, one of our advisors at our firm, to truly understand what your probability of success is with your current plan. We'll walk you through our retirement 360 game plan process and really show you how to build a plan that hopefully 
will extend it or give you a higher probability of success in your retirement plan. I was going to say, let's talk about the contact options here at Louisville's retirementcoach.com. 502-273-1188 is another option, but there's sort of a middle ground. If you don't want to go ahead and set up a meeting and come in with all your paperwork right now, you have events that you schedule you know, every once in a while. Talk about how people can use that as the stepping stone to get some financial help with you guys. Yeah, as mentioned earlier, if you're not ready to sit down with one of our advisors right now in that one-on-one meeting, then come to one of our events. Go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com, click on the events tab. It will have listed out what our upcoming events are, whether it's a dinner seminar where we talk about our process, walk you through what we do on a daily basis, and then feed you a good steak dinner. Or it's our classroom where it's a little bit longer of a class, but we get set down walk you through more detail, more focused on education. And it's an easy way, either option you choose, it's an easy way to get an introduction to Mercuria Wealth Advisors. All right. The contact information again, Louisville's retirementcoach.com or 502-273-1188. Alan Mercurio, Troy Bolton, thanks again for your time. Thank you. All right. Come back. We're going to do this again next week. I'm James Parker. This has been Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.